Hey everybody, it's Kylie Gable. Welcome to another episode of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. And uh, this week we have the third part of Surprise Sissification, uh, written by me and Claudia Costa and narrated by Shayla Espasia. Um, I'm working with a new uh, voiceover person and um, I have a couple of stories, April stories, from um, Jen and I have someone to do, kind of to do the high school parts. And so this voiceover person, who I think is going to be wonderful, she wasn't really sure she was doing it right. And so she sent me two minutes, you know, so I could comment and tell her how she, I thought she was doing. And it was really good. She was really expressive. She had great emotion in her voice. She was racing a little. And uh, I told her, you know, what, what, what I thought she needed to work on. But one of the things that's that's always interesting is how much and how quickly sometimes the voiceover people can improve. And uh, Shayla just when she started out, she was good. I'm not. I don't want to pretend that she wasn't. But if you listen to her early audios and you listen to her now, she has come into her own in such a big way. She just. It's like she controls the story. She is so confident and so fluid. Um, it just makes the story sound so much sexier. And I am grateful for, for not just Shayla, but for Mistress DJ, for Raina, for Jen, for for all the all the women who are who are just doing an amazing job putting the, the these audios out there for me. And um I, I couldn't be happier. So without further ado, here's part three of Surprise Sissification. As narrated by Shayla Aspasia. Surprise Sissification, Part 3. Written by Kylie Gable and Claudia Acosta. Narrated by Shayla Aspasia. Oh my God, exclaimed Christine as she stepped through the back door. Lying on the floor only a few feet from her was her younger brother, Tom. He was dressed in her little black dress. She wasn't surprised that Tom was wearing her clothes. She had noticed a few things before, but she really liked that dress. She was about to give him a piece of her mind when she realized that he was very securely hogtied. It was strange because he was tied in a way that she didn't think he could do to himself. And the things he was tied with were strange. What's going on, Tom? asked Christine as she undid his gag. I can explain, he said. I'm dying to hear it. Well, some guys from school played a prank on me and did this to me. Thank goodness you got home before Angie. Yeah, she'd never let you live this down. Was it guys from your school? Yeah, but there were too many of them. Bullshit, said Christine, shaking her head. It's the truth. Really? Which one of the guys did your makeup? Or have you been practicing? Oh, uh, one of the guys brought his girlfriend. I don't believe you. It's the truth. I'm just going to leave you here until Mom and Dad get home or Angie gets home from practice. Okay, 
It's girls from my school, confessed Tom. Go on, said Christine. A smile started to spread across her face. Made me pose for pictures. You mean wearing my clothes? Some, admitted Tom. I want to know the girls' names. Why do you want to know that? Do you want me to let you loose or not? Okay, said Tom. He knew he was beaten. Oh my God, let me get a look at you, said Cat. It had been years since she had seen him, but here he was in front of her, all dressed and made up. You look great. Don't you have something to say? asked Lana. Um, thank you, Mistress Katerina, replied Tom, slowly curtsying. I think we can definitely help each other out, said Cat. Do you know what I do now? I don't, replied Tom. I own Blush Boutique, said Cat. We're kind of an upscale clothing store for young women. Think expensive, but trashy. I'm sure when Maid Kaylee sees some of the cute outfits you're going to put her in, She'll be blushing all right, joked Lana. I don't understand, said Tom. I can use some help in the shop and possibly even some modeling. In exchange, I will make sure you will always be sexy and stylish. It's win-win, really. Tom bit his lip. Melissa had made it clear that he was theirs to do with as they saw fit. For as long as they saw fit. And appealing to reason would not get him released any earlier. Instead, he simply said, Mistress Katerina, in the perky, almost musical way that they had taught him long ago. You may go back to your cleaning, Kaylee, said Melissa. In an hour, we'll have you prepare us lunch out on the patio. It really is a lovely day for it, agreed Lana. Thank goodness the little sissy can cook. He'll make somebody a very lovely wife, teased Cat. What the girls at school were doing to him was cruel. They had ganked up on her poor brother, and before he knew it, they had him so trapped and so helpless that he had no choice but to do whatever they told him to do, and where what they wanted him to wear. Even Christine couldn't believe how pretty her brother Tom could be when properly dolled up. Christine's involvement was purely transactional. As the oldest girl in the family, she was going to community college and working full-time at the mall in the hopes of being able to afford to spend her last two years at college at the university this would be much easier if she had a little sissy slave who could do her chores for her and even her errands. That's why she made sure she got plenty of good pictures on her brother before untying him. I'm guessing from the looks of it, these girls have been targeting you for a while, said Christine. Yeah, 
It started with the one girl named Lana. Now all her friends are in on it, replied Tom. Have they given you a girl's name yet? Yeah, they call me Kaylee. That's a very pretty name, said Christine. Thanks again, sis. I owe you one, said Tom, rubbing the feeling back into his wrist as he began to walk toward his bedroom. Christine noticed that he knew how to walk in heels pretty well for a guy. I'll return your clothes when I'm changed. Oh, Kaylee, one more thing, she said. I'm going to need those girls' phone numbers. What? You heard me, sissy. Now, don't give me any back talk unless you want Angie to see all the lovely pictures I took of you. I'll have you pose for more voluntary-looking shots later. I don't understand, said Tom. Christine could hear the quiver in his voice and love the power it made her feel. Those girls at school want to make your life miserable. I don't. I just want a sissy maid, and I think you're going to do great. I'm not going to be your sissy maid, scoffed Tom. Your choice. But you need to remember all the pictures that I have now, said Christine. Things could not have worked out better for Christine or worse for Tom. It wasn't just all the little annoying tasks that shifted from Christine to Tom. She had called the girls tormenting Tom and worked out a deal with them. She made it clear that she wouldn't be an instigator in things with her brother. She just wanted to use him to make her life easier. However, living in the same house, she was willing to make sure he was practicing his makeup and walking in heels and even that he was wearing the appropriate feminine underwear under his male clothing when he left for school in the morning. Tom had prepared a maple glazed salmon with broccoli and sweet potatoes for lunch. He also had to keep their glasses full of the wine that Melissa had opened for the occasion. Tom didn't like one single thing he was serving the women but they all agreed it was delicious. Christine had been responsible for preparing dinner three nights a week, and she made sure her brother was talented enough in the kitchen to replace her. Here's to old friends, said Melissa, raising her glass. And old servants, added Lana. Maybe it was the discomfort caused by the heels, and maybe it was that he knew all three women were very much pleased with the lunch he had prepared for them. But despite the early incident with Melissa, he found himself unable to hold back any longer. What is happening? What do you intend to do to me? I thought we already went over what happens to impertinent little bitches, said Melissa. I had hoped you had learned your lesson. I mean no disrespect, and I understand that I am your sissy maid. But I just want to know what's going on. I feel I deserve at least that much. Deserve? Sissies deserve what we give them, said Lana. Do you really want to know? asked Melissa. I wonder if you really do. I do. Don't say you weren't warned, said Kat. Have you ever noticed what a nice house we have, sissy? asked Lana. Yes, Mistress Lana, it's really impressive. Didn't you wonder how we could afford it? asked Lana. I thought maybe you inherited it or something. 
Hello. We grew up in the same neighborhood, teased Melissa. Not even the good side of it, joked Cat. Kaylee, don't be a bimbo, said Melissa. The way we can afford this place is what you'd call our side hustle. We train and sell sissies, said Lana bluntly. I don't understand, said Tom, turning ashen white. You don't understand or you don't want to understand, asked Lana. In a way, we owe you a lot. You were our first, said Melissa. Of course, we didn't see you. We were just gifted amateurs back then, joked Lana. How do you make money training and selling sissies? Those are two different things, said Melissa. Sometimes a woman is not happy with her husband or her boyfriend and decides she'd rather have a wife or even a maid. Those women will pay us well to train their man and turn him into their bitch. Sometimes a guy falls into our lap who is naturally feminine and with some work can be turned into something special. They can fetch big bucks once they're properly trained. That sounds very illegal, said Tom. Completely, agreed Cat. I'm sure you're thinking of running away, but I don't recommend it, said Lana. Remember that cock cage that I put on you? Of course. It has a wonderful shock device, said Lana. I'll show you. Wait, cried Tom, but it was too late. A soft touch of her finger on a small remote caused him to double over in pain. That's a two. It goes up to a twelve. The further you get away from the house, if it's not disarmed, the higher up the setting it cycles. Before you're half a block away, you'll be writhing on the ground, begging it to stop. Ouch, said Cat. I wish we had one of those for her back in high school. Those bitches had tricked him again. It was in the middle of October, and the girls had decided to take Tom to the mall. They told him they would pick him up on Saturday at 10 in the morning, and he had better be there. They told him he could wear whatever he wanted, and if he needed help, they'd even touch up his makeup. Of course, Tom decided to wear his male clothing. He wondered if they left it up to him as a lesson, or if he had simply outfoxed himself. This was not an ordinary trip to the mall. Homecoming was approaching quickly, and the girls had decided that they would use homecoming as a big coming-out party for Kaylee. Today, they would be shopping for the perfect homecoming dress, and that meant trying on many different outfits. I can't try on homecoming dresses, said Tom. Everybody will know I'm a guy. So asked Lana. So, I don't want people to know I'm a... a sissy. Oh, people know, said Amber. You'll do great, said Melissa. Just look comfortable like you belong in the dress shop. People will treat you like you belong. The girls escorted the frightened boy into a small little shop that a lot of girls get their prom dresses from, called Octane. The style was definitely sophisticated, yet flirty, and the girls' eyes were wide in excitement 
and all the different dresses that they wanted to see Tom try on. A very attractive and petite salesgirl with short dark hair greeted the group. Hi, I'm Monique. Is there something I can help you with? We're looking for just the perfect homecoming dress for my friend here, said Melissa, motioning to Tom. Is this a prank? asked the salesgirl. A smirk plastered across her face. A sharp elbow into his side from Nikki told Tom that he had better speak up. No, I want to find just the perfect dress. Is that a problem? Not at all, replied Monique. Playing with gender in high school is so brave. I'm sure we can find a gown that will be amazing on you. Great, exclaimed Kat. Let's get started. The nice thing about our clothes is we can find you something that will look great for homecoming, but that you can wear every day. Our stuff is a lot more versatile, said Monique. I'll say, said Melissa, I love your shop. There are some really nice going out dresses in here that could work for homecoming, Amber said, picking up a slim gold dress like this. Nice, said Lana, inspecting the dress. With everybody's attention turned, Tom thought of making a break for it. He looked at the door, considered running away, but Nikki and Lana quickly linked his arms again. What do you think, Kaylee? asked Melissa. Too much? Not subtle enough? Tom nodded. Yes, he said. His voice came out in a high-pitched tone, and he wasn't even sure if it was intentional. I think this is a bit slutty for homecoming, said Lana. She's got an image to uphold, you know. Amber nodded, putting it back on the rail. She picked up a black, long dress with a slit up the skirt. Oh, she said, this is sexy. What do you think, Kaylee? It will show your whole sexy thigh. I don't think it's quite right, said Tom. I don't think I'm sophisticated enough to pull it off. Flaunt what you got, sister, said Kat barely containing her laughter. Melissa led Tom to the dressing room. We'd like to try this dress on, please, she said loudly and confidently to the salesgirl, who was quite enjoying the spectacle. She had begun to realize that Tom wasn't exactly a willing participant. Sure, she said, gesturing at a small cubicle. In there, if you need anything, I'll be right here. Melissa shoved the dress into Tom's hand, who walked slowly to the dressing room. Waiting right here, Amber called. Shout when you're ready for us to have a look. Kat smiled at the shop assistant. Our friend Kaylee is very glamorous, she said. Lana went red with laughter, trying to hide it behind a cough. I can see, said the shop assistant. I think this will be an experience he'll never forget. I know, right, said Kat. She's more of a girly girl than I am. Tom heard every word they said and felt his face burning. He considered staying in the dressing cubicle forever. Though, of course, Melissa wouldn't let him. He looked at himself in the mirror. The black dress he wore showed off his skinny body. You could almost see his ribs through the thin fabric. How are we doing in there, Lana called. Okay, Tom said, again in the high voice. He wasn't completely sure he was controlling. I'll just be a minute. Tom reached behind to unzip the dress. He groaned as the zipper got stuck. 
Do you mind if I go and help Kaylee? He heard Kat say to the shop assistant. Say no, say no, he whispered. Of course not, she said. Go ahead. Kat smiled, taking Melissa's hand, and they both approached Tom's cubicle. Knock, knock, Kat said, still smiling at the shop assistant. Come in, Tom said reluctantly. His voice was lower this time. Kat and Melissa walked hurriedly into the claustrophobic cubicle. Why are you still in that dress? Kat hissed. It's stuck, Tom said, feeling ridiculous. There was something about Kat that managed to make him feel so inadequate. Rolling her eyes, Kat unzipped the dress. She pulled it over Tom's head like a t-shirt and threw it into a small bench on the side. She looked his skinny body up and down and nodded in approval. It really is very sexy, she said. Totally, Melissa agreed. I'm quite jealous of that figure. Tom shook his head as Melissa said that. She was a slim girl with perfectly proportioned breasts. How could she envy his figure? Arms up then, Kat whispered. Tom did as he was told. Despite himself, he couldn't help but feel a rush of excitement as Kat's skin touched his. She pulled the black long dress with the slit onto him. The fastenings were two small zips under the armpits. She did them up, then stared into the mirror. Tom stared too, but just at his thigh. It looked ridiculous, he thought. Skin was pale and not used to being on show. His legs looked stupid, he thought. His face burned more. Hmm, Melissa said. It could work, I think. I think we need to go to the tanning salon, said Kat. Totally, said Iris. They unzipped and took the dress off Tom, leaving him again in just his underwear. We'll take this, Kat said, but we'll also go and find you something else. She hung the dress back up while he hurriedly tried to put on the original dress. How about something casual, Tom said hopefully. Kat looked at Melissa, rolled her eyes, then looked back at Tom. Casual, she said. Really? For homecoming? Melissa opened the curtain, showing little regard for the fact that Tom was still only partially dressed. She and Kat walked back into the shop as Tom pulled the curtain back. He looked in the mirror again, zipping up his dress, trying to hang on to any dignity. He opened the curtain. He smiled at the shop assistant as he walked out, who smiled but looked as though she was trying not to laugh. In other news, I am very hopeful that starting today that, that dark cloud might have lifted. I, I was able to find some lodging that I needed for the puppos, which is really important to me. And um, it just nothing terrible happened yet today. So that's a good thing. So hopefully better times ahead. And uh, I hope you had a wonderful 4th of July if you celebrate such a thing. And, well, you know what? Everybody has a 4th of July. It's just a question of whether you celebrate or not. So I hope you had a good 4th and a 5th and a 6th and a 7th and, you know, everything in between. Um, I will be back next week. And I think next week uh, might be a story by Raina. Um, that's, I think, where we're going. So um, I'll be back next week. I hope you will be, too. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.